Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Welcome back, sexy fit babes. We are here with not one, but two sexy fit babes, and they are a mother-daughter duo just in time for Mother's Day. So without further ado, welcome Sandy and Kate. Hi, everybody. Hello, ladies. Okay, let's jump in. Who found TSN first? How did this all come to be that I'm talking to both of these ladies right now? (laughs) That would be me. Um, I'm trying to think when it was. It's been well over a year. I think January of 2021 or so, I saw someone that I follow on Instagram reshared, I think, kind of one of your just like tips and their stories. And it resonated and it was something super simple about like a calorie swap. And Um, I was like, well, that seems doable. And I clicked on the page and just started reading through the content. And at that time, it was just kind of like January, you want to start out the year on a good note. And so, yeah, I just started kind of tracking and and doing some of your tips and joined the little community. And that's how it started. So that's how it started. How did mom come part of the picture? Were you guys like trying to lose weight together? Were you guys open about weight and food? And what, what would that look like? Yeah. So I am not pushy with anybody. Right. So I started doing this myself and my mom's, I think during that time. So I live in Chicago, she lives in Florida. And at that time I saw her, I think February. And then she came to Chicago in like April. So we had a couple months. And when she saw me again, she was like, Oh, like you look amazing. Like what have, what's been going on? I'm like, Oh yeah, it's this, you know, this story nutritionist and just kind of told her some of the tips when I was home in Florida. Um, you know, I was bugging her, like, what'd you put in that? You know, like <laughs> butter, you know, things like I'm that. Like, what the like, hell? Eat my food. Be thankful. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm going to eat. We're going to enjoy. But like, what was in that? Just so I can track it. And so, so I think it was really like kind of a slow progression where I would just slowly and consistently losing weight, but also like eating fun things still with my mom. And she hear my husband and I are big foodies and we go out to eat a lot. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of just a slow progression and um and I think she kind of was curious and then was like, what, what's that page again? And, and started following herself a few months later. I love it. And then Sandy, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about your experience seeing Kate do all of this, seeing her look so different and then not even knowing she was on this journey and then getting like you involved. How did that come to be for you? So a little bit of history though, I've struggled with my weight since I was young. And part of it was projection from other people. But uh, I think I said in an email to you, you know, at 12, I was put on my first diet, a doctor poked me in the stomach and said, if you don't lose weight, you're going to die by the time you're 40. No kidding. Yeah, eight or nine years old. So the big program that was popular back in the 70s, you know, I went on it and it just from there, it just was diet and I'd lose and I gain. So when I was uh, in my graduate school program, it got really out of hand and I don't even like to call it an eating disorder, but it was, I was bad. It was not well, I was not healthy. Mm-hmm. And then when I had this, when I found out I was pregnant with this beautiful little girl, something shifted in me about food. And I'm like, I'm not feeding me alone. I'm also feeding this other little person. And so I got a little more realistic about it. So over the years, though, things happen and weight just kind of comes on. And she didn't share the part that's kind of interesting is that Kate got engaged last year. 
and uh, yes, <laughs> and got married last year. And so she came down here. You just, Kate, you just sent me the pictures, and we found her wedding dress in April of last year. And she had already, I'd already seen a difference in her. But then I saw her in April, and then I think I saw her again maybe in August or whenever I went up to Chicago, and there was more of a difference. And I'm like, that dress is going to be too big on you. you know? <laughs> so she knows me, though, and you know, you have to lead a fish to water kind of thing. So I had a rough end of the year, and I ended it by tearing my rotator cuff oh, and yes. had to have surgery. And I declared that 2022 was going to be my year to get well, healthy. And so I asked Kate again, hey, what are you doing? And I was a little worried that it might kind of trigger some of the eating issues I had tracking because in the past it had done that. But I tell you what, it hasn't. I started doing it. It was 45 days ago. I actually looked on the fitness app. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 45 days. I haven't missed tracking a single day. And I've lost 15 pounds already. Wow. And I mean, being able to be the captain of your journey is really what it is. And I think what's also so amazing is it shows that it's your relationship to food and tracking and how tools can be used in great ways and in horrible ways. Right. Um, and it really is less about the tool itself. It's more about actually you mentally transforming yourself, right. For that physical transformation. So that is really incredible. Kate, how is it to see your mom make such a transformation like this too? Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's funny too, because we'll be like talking on the phone and she'll just be like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, we're having like a steak tonight in crusty roll, but it's cool. Cause I thought about it at lunch and I ate blank compla- you know, it's just, yeah. for, I think for us, yeah. Like I like the idea of like captain of your own journey, kind of owning your own process. Like I like feeling in control and I feel like in other diets and not in an unhealthy way, but like, this is my choice. And like for my health to make me feel good, this is what I'm deciding as opposed to these are bad foods and this is not okay. And what I used to do would be like, I'm going to do one month, no sugar. I'm going to do one month, no drinking. Right. And so you see things come down, you see things come back up, but I always was left like wanting. And I think you have to acknowledge my mom and I, like me, my mom, our entire family, we're just foodies. We love food. And so if we live like this really restrictive, we can't eat, it's just binge and purge kind of, you know, like you just, you're not, I don't touch it for a month and I eat too much of it for a month. And so this kind of like budget, like a calorie budget. Like I've got this much money to burn in a week and I want Whoppers today, or I don't want them, even though I used to love them. And I think it makes you think too, why do I want a Whopper right now at work? Right? Like we both are also like, we turn to food when we're stressed. And so then I'm like, I can still eat food, but I will truly just go like, well, I'll just eat like 10 carrots because it's crunchy. And it means I can have whatever I want for dessert tonight. Right. And so just those swaps and kind of the thought process and feeling like I'm, I'm owning this choice has been super helpful and powerful. And I'm just so happy and proud of my mom. Like she's yeah. Yeah. She is so strong and so busy. And sometimes diets can feel like they just take over your whole world. Mm -hmm. And this, I just feel like fits in really naturally. You just live your life and, and you start to see like the weight kind of just fall off, which is really cool and rewarding. It's so crazy how I'm totally sensing it with you guys, but I always have clients share this with me where it almost feels too good to be true. When you've done the 30 day sugar detox and by the end of 30 days, you're like, give me chocolate. Like you're dying because you don't have those fun foods, but it's so counterintuitive. And Sandy, you're a perfect representation of this. 
actually knowing like how to fit it in and not depriving yourself of it, you then naturally are able to make the choice to then say, Hey, I'm not going to have it. And that is the epitome of restriction versus discipline, right? Restriction is those fad diets, those intense restriction. It's someone forcing you to do something where the personal choice of not having something that's discipline, right? It's not because it's bad. It's because it's a personal choice. And that could even go with fruit. If you don't like a certain fruit, I mean, obviously we want to eat the freaking banana around here, but if you don't like fruit, like you could choose not to have it and that's discipline for whatever reason. In fact, I want you to have it though. So that's a really bad example, but you guys get the picture restriction versus discipline. But what are your guys's favorite food swaps? I know you mentioned food swaps before. And even when you started and you were at home, Kate, like you were do, like you were tracking things and everything. So what do you guys cook? What do you eat? Dressing salad dressing is a huge, huge one for me. I've even seen like the Chick-fil-A sauces, like which are high, which are low. Just love it. Finding by the way. Those- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like the Taco Bell also love a Taco Bell, like to just get what's, but what's like the menu. So salad dressing, funnily enough, because salad's one of those sneaky foods where you think you're being so healthy And then my mom and I were talking and she's like, my favorite salad I used to get with a grilled chicken was like 1200 calories or something, mom. Like, and that's without dressing. And so those kinds of things, like when we were home, we always do a salad with dinner. Like, it's just what we've always done growing up. Well, I'm just putting like a tiny, like I'm just smaller on the dressing and I just saved myself a hundred and something calories. Just the little, the little tweaks that you notice like that has, have really helped me because I don't miss it. I don't miss drenched in a dressing, it's actually better for me with less. And so that kind of like easy swap. And then I love the Starbucks ones too. I would either get like black coffee or a fun drink. And, you know, this is like the nice, like I'll do a one pump. This is my drink, one pump, double shot of espresso on ice, one pump of vanilla with a splash of oat milk. It's like super low calorie. The same person. (laughs) Is that it too? go-to order for me sometimes without the sweetener but like a little sweetener is like one pump of the the vanilla is really good (laughs) yeah yeah it's like a little treat but yeah those kinds of things like I still get to eat fun food and joy but it's just hundreds of calories less so that's some of mine I love that and I think the salad example is really interesting because it's not depriving yourself of salad and dressing, right? So many women think they can't have the dressing, but it's almost like you just weren't even aware. It's like, we have no idea the amount of calories we're consuming. So it's not that what you're doing is bad. It's that we just don't see how it adds up. Um, For you, Sandy, what are some of those staple foods for you on your journey? Well, I've kind of taken your setup of like, first, we're going to just count calories (laughs) and you know you get in a range that means that you're not you're burning more than you're using and I just kind of kept eating a little bit like I was but one of my first swaps was I have coffee not a lot every morning and I would put half and half in it and when I saw how many calories were in it I'm like well you know what low-fat milk might do just as good even though I like it now that I've been doing the low-fat milk I had some half and half the other day in my coffee and it was just it was way too much. It would just had a weird texture yeah. to me. So that was one of my first kind of swaps that I don't, I don't miss at all. And my partner is one of those people who he gives up carbs and I'm like, Men love no, to <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, we're not doing that. And there's these crusty French rolls that I found in the frozen section that I just love. And they're so satisfying. So like last night I made something I made for Kate when I was here. It's a chicken sausage, white bean. Uh, It's not a soup. It's like in a skillet. You know, it's very healthy. It's got a lot of veggies in it. And 
a crusty roll and it was so satisfying. So, but I swapped that out for, I eat less rice because I don't really love the rice. So I'd rather have a roll. And I, I like love it. that. And it's so true. Men love to just cut out the carbs. The amount of women I've worked with where their significant other, their husband, whoever it is, their, their boyfriend, their roommate, just like completely gives up the carbs as soon as they want to lose weight is, you know, obviously such a normal thing. But I think also what's so cool about the tracking for you and the stage that you're at is it's not about giving up the carbs. It's knowing, okay, if I'm having this carb, then I can't have the full serving of this other carb because it's not the carbs that are causing the weight gain or the weight struggle. It's the fact that, okay, you're having carbs, but then more carbs and then maybe not enough other things on your plate. And I feel like the tracking for you, has just been like a, a light bulb moment, a click in your head. Like it just makes sense for you. 100%. Cause the other thing I was very guilty of is grazing, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Yeah. And you know, now I can see, oh my gosh, you know, okay. I grab, if I grab fork, five crackers at some point, that's a that adds up over the course of a day. So I've been focusing on, and I think you said it in, filling yourself at a meal, eating a nice meal. This morning I got up, I was up early. I was really hungry. I made a breakfast burrito. It was delicious. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, so I just love it. I, I'm, I feel very, this is, I'm going to get all emotional. I just feel freed. You know, I feel freed from the chains of what Kate and I have talked about a lot, which was in our family, we're Southern, you know, <laughs> so Southern our, <laughs> yeah, my mother and her mother were all about looking a certain way, presenting yourself a certain way. You know, I think they lacked this tool, like they, yeah. the way that they thought you should be thin was deprivation and, yeah. and kind of like self-punishment. And I think the difference of what my mom's getting at is like, you're losing weight. And I think about this, like my grandma recently passed away and I'm just like, she would see us and be like, you look amazing. I mean, she would just be over the moon and I would love to be like, yes, grandma. And we're still eating toast every morning. Right. Like that's, that's, yeah. We're like the carb Queens. That's what the takeaway of this episode is. Like we're the carb Queens and you can still lose weight eating carbs, but like, that's like a thing all of the women in our family do. And I remember my mom was the first thing I like given her the Instagram handle. And about four days later, she called me and she was like, do you know how many calories are in a tablespoon of jelly? And I was like, I know. And she was like, I realize I'm just more of a butter person than I'm jellies. And I'm, I'm the op. And I was like, I'm the opposite. I do no butter, just half jelly. And those kind of moments where it's like, you're still getting the damn toast. You're still getting whatever, like you want on the toast or peanut butter. My mom was like, no more peanut butter toast. That's out of control calories. But like that, that's like that freedom. I think she's getting at is that it is just not self-punishment. It's like acknowledging what you love, still making yourself happy, still eating the foods you enjoy, but also like, if you don't feel good in your skin and you're allowed really to help you. Yeah. Yeah. And this, it's like, a, it marries both. I can still feel like really proud of how I look and then still feel really satisfied and, and happy and not tear myself down in order to lose weight. Cause I just don't think that's how you keep weight off. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. And I'm very much with you on that. And I also think with the story you just described in your family and like what's been normal with food, I don't know if you guys even realize it, but as you're talking about food and saying like, well, I prefer this over this and, you know, looking at calories and what's worth it. It's not coming from a place of putting down other food, like surface level, you might be like, okay, I understand why, like you want something lower calorie, but 
you guys are including high calorie foods, you're including the foods you love, but you making those choices is based much more on personal preference instead of fear and avoidance and shame and guilt. And it gets to this idea of how you talk about food. And I think, think back to you, Sandy, when you were, you know, had Kate and Kate was, you know, before Kate was Kate, right. And, and you're thinking about how you're feeling your body with her, how we talk about food as parents is has such an impact on our children, right? And it's that moment with so many clients, especially clients that are like new moms that might be listening to this, that it has such an impact to be able to do something like this together. And you guys are creating generations on generations of better eating for the rest of your family. And I know that's like very deep and sentimental, but I see it. It is so beautiful to see. And it's really fucking cool. I'm going to swear. That's really cool. (laughs) Well, It's so funny because actually we didn't, Kate and I didn't talk too much about this, but I said to her, I said, I really want to get in about breaking that cycle, you know, because I think that's one of the, that's the thing. I mean, besides what you do helping me, like I said, in, in my message to you, I just love that you're, you're telling young women the truth. And I wish I heard, let me tell you. (laughs) And you're giving them the skill set and the tools to make it work in their life. And that's the most important thing. You know, when you look around and you see the people, you know, I'm okay with how I look, but more importantly, you can't be overweight all of your adult life and reach towards the age I'm at and not start suffering some medical consequences of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not yet, but you can see that it's coming. So it's a double-edged sword for me. Of course, I want to look slimmer and all that, but it's more about wanting to have a healthy relationship with food and then be well. Yeah. It marries the two. I know I always say hot and healthy, and that's with a strategic purpose, right? Um, And I think healthy, there's different facets and like levels to it, right? It's healthy relationship to food. It's actually being healthy, right? Like your habits, your behaviors, the types of quality of foods you fuel with, like as much as we talk about fun foods, of course, like the types of foods you eat impact your health, right? If you're not getting enough vitamin A, I mean, girlfriends, that's a problem, right? That's just one small little example. But I I think it's really cool that you guys have truly learned that to be your hottest self and to be your healthiest self. I think those two things, they can't be exclusive. They're actually very intertwined. And going back to like what your grandma and your other parts of your family used to do to lose weight, that intense restriction, you can get the weight loss result, at least short term potentially, but that health aspect, it doesn't even talk about the types of foods, how you're feeling your body, how it impacts your blood sugar, your muscle mass, all these things, especially as you get older are incredibly important for your health. Right. And I think we've just missed the mark on it. And I'm preaching to the choir now because you guys are already (laughs) bought into the idea of this, but, um, you know, we, we just totally missed the mark with young women to teach this. Totally. And I love to, you know, I'll put the carbs aside for a second. I'm also a big veggie person. Um, but I think like where you brought in was like the protein. So I also love like the exercise component of you don't need to do an hour of working out and don't, I also love the, don't count the calories on the workout. Cause it's not right. Anyways, yeah. it, because it also transformed the relationship to working out. I'm working out for 30 minutes, three or four times a week, because I feel really good after if I work out for an hour, sometimes I feel sick after <laughs> sometimes it's too much. So it stays, it stays enjoyable. And it's not this like bank that I'm doing for calories. It's just something I'm doing for me. And then learning kind of in that next stage, like, okay, you've dropped your first 10, you've counted your calories. Let's start looking at what's on your plate. Like, are you getting enough protein? And then I started looking in more details of like, you know, I'm not getting enough protein. Like I'm not eating enough protein. Once I started introducing more protein, 
um, in a variety of ways, not just meat, because I'm not a huge meat person, I started to feel more full. And then with the veggies, you know, my mom was telling me one time, she's like, I just do like half the amount of pasta I do. I love broccoli with my marinara sauce for some reason. And I was like, yeah, it's amazing. And then you're more full and you get the fiber. And so that more like balanced plate in a way that's not like only eat veggies and only eat broiled chicken, which I've done before. That's not going to be tasty, but like have more protein and more veggies on your plate than the carb and watch how much more full you are and watch how you're not craving carbs two hours later too. And it does like your body feels healthier and you feel more like incentivized to work out too. You feel lighter and it's just easier. So it all kind of plays onto one another. And I thought that was a really like helpful piece of the uh, program as well. Yeah, it definitely all kind of like builds. And obviously I know that, but it builds in a way that supports each behavior that you guys have changed. I also think what's really interesting is you've totally broken down that all or nothing mindset, right? When you're thinking about dieting, exercise is all or nothing. It's more calorie burn, the better. The harder you work out, the better. With calorie tracking, usually it's that restriction mindset. Okay, cut out less calories. That's better more weight loss on the scale. That's better, even though you're losing more muscle mass and that sucks. Um, so you guys have totally broken past this all or nothing mindset. Was that something you guys struggled with before? Oh, for me, 100%. <laughs> uh, like, especially with exercise. So when I was in graduate school, it became obsessive. Everything was obsessive. And even after that, it's like, you know, I work out, I started yoga and I did it so hard that I actually pinched a nerve in my leg. I can't, I wasn't doing things just to do them. That's what I'm doing now. I walk three or four times a week, about two and a half or three miles at a nice clip. And I love it. I'm taking pictures of all the birds in my neighborhood. And, and like Kate said, it's, it's doing it for me. And I want to, I want to get out there now, but definitely I have the all or not at all mindset. (laughs) I did. I don't have that anymore. Yeah. And I used to deal with exercise too. Like if I'm not doing it at a hundred percent, almost, I went the opposite way where I was like, then I'm just not going to do it at all. And I think that's super unhealthy too. Like, I'm like, if I can just squeeze in 15 minutes, then that's better than nothing. Whereas before I'd be like, that's 15 minutes. Like, what do you even, you know, it, it was like, yeah. again, like breaking yourself down instead of being like, good for me. I did 15 minutes. I worked late, did 15 minutes, cooked dinner, like check, did all the things I need to do to feel healthy today. Um, so yeah, that definitely struggled from a food and from an exercise perspective. That's incredible. Both of you. So incredible. Now, obviously this is a mother's day episode. So I want to talk about like the relationship aspect of you guys knowing your journeys are individual. Your journeys look different. Everyone comes in with different struggles, but obviously you guys are a kick-ass mother daughter duo. What has been the coolest part of this journey doing it together? Because it's not always every day that mom and daughter are on the same page, both seeing results, supportive of one another. And it's like not a toxic thing. It's like the opposite of toxic. It's empowering and really motivational, I think for so many people. So what's been the the best part of this for you guys? For me, probably the best part, it might be a little surprising is that I'm not texting her constantly saying, what do you do about this? What do you do about that? It's more of just so natural. Like I did text her one day and go, Hey, have you ever not eaten a thousand calories in a day? I just got chastised by the app for not eating enough calories that day. And Kate's Kate's reply was that happened to me once. (laughs) Having like a built-in support system, truly. (laughs) 
So for me, that's it. Plus, you know, she hasn't seen me and I'll see her for Mother's Day. Actually, I'm going to, we're going to meet Lexington. Yeah. Oh my God. I, at least yeah. my email, I better see like a picture of you guys together. <laughs> okay. Mother's Day, like photo op. <laughs> Not that you yeah. have to. <laughs> so I'm excited for her to see me because she's always been my best, biggest fan. And, um, you know, for me, it's just been, you know, I saw it working with her kind of so oh so nonchalantly and I saw her look healthier than I've ever seen her look not weight wise I just mean health wise yeah and so that that's it but I know if I get in a weird place or if I have a question I can call her I like you know we talk probably three times a week and we're texting in between and I just love it does like it sprinkles into conversation and I think again and come back to we are foodies and this is a I mean it's not a diet it's just like a way of approaching food that my mom is like hey hack if you feel like pasta and meatballs tonight you ever tried half broccoli like those kinds of things where it's like oh that sounds really good or um I was like yeah ditch the peanut butter it's not worth it if you don't want it like just telling you so like sharing those kinds of things um and you know we always share like recipes like oh what are you cooking for dinner tonight what Ben make recently whatever um and so kind of yeah sharing recipes were like oh this was so satisfying it was so filling and like I'm gonna try it too um and then yeah just being able to not feel consumed by it, but still like feel excited about it. You know, we both are um, like really passionate people. And I think like, you know, that all in mentality, you know, I've done before, like I did, you know, whole 30, but it was all I would talk about to people, you know, because it consumed like kind of my entire day. And I think it's kind of cool that it's not like consuming for us, but it's just something like this worked for me. And I also love just getting the text. Like she went to the doctor and the doctor thinks she's like the best patient ever. She dropped, you know, 10 pounds. And that was before now she's at 15, but just being like, I dropped 10 pounds. Doctors like, that's, yeah. And she was like, also like, I just, but more importantly, I feel good. And I was like, that's amazing. I don't really care about the number as more as I just am like, you seem really happy. You seem proud of yourself and like that kind of feeling and sharing that like win or like when I went shopping and I was like I tried on these jeans and they were massive on me like go me you know those kinds of things sharing those wins is really fun too and I'm so curious you know we don't have to get into like the specifics of like diets you've been on before I feel like you guys give us like a really good um description of that and I don't know if you guys have done diets before but what how have you guys both like the relationship to food together and that dynamic has changed because so many women listening to the show, they may be part of a family dynamic where food has not always been the most positive thing. And of course, like they love their mother, their daughter, the people in their family, maybe grandma, whatever it is. But, you know, there are times where, of course, food isn't a positive thing. And so I'm just curious, like, were you guys open about food struggles before this journey? Or has this actually gotten you guys closer in this respect? I would say we've been open. Um, so I grew up dan- as a dancer. And so I think in dance, like food is always top of mind and like physical appearance is important. Um, and so, you know, I remember like my mom always, you know, because of her own personal struggles, really tried to set boundaries and, and just make food like something that was like safe and like you eat the cookie, like you can have the cookie, you know, it's okay. And I also remember she irritated me. Like I really loved 
Planet Smoothie smoothies. Oh, and my mom was, you know, love a smoothie. <laughs> but I remember being like 12 and my mom being like, you know, they put frozen yogurt in that smoothie. Like, just so you know, enjoy the smoothie, but don't like think to your, like, this isn't like eating a salad, you know, this isn't like, and I was yeah, like, well, it's not a smoothie. It's really like a dessert smoothie. Like when they add like the ice cream to it, I'm like, I love a good frozen yogurt, but like, that's not like the plain, whatever it's called frozen yogurt. It's like the one with like 30 grams of sugar in it. Right. Exactly. Like that's really like ice cream. Let's be real. It's like a milkshake. It's like a mango it's milkshake. milkshake. Yeah. And so she would try to, she would kind of try and give me those tips. And, you know, we always had a veg- like vegetable at every meal, like those kinds of things were important. But I think for me personally, like outside of my mom, I think there were like struggles um, in the family that like, oh, you're eating that much. Like that's a lot of food, you know. Very normal things that come up in all family dynamics, even if you have a healthy relationship to food. And honestly, I'd say like that permeate through our culture, right? Like when's the last time that you've been at a restaurant with some of your girlfriends that also struggle with food and they may make a food comment or, you know, someone, someone says something and they don't even realize they're doing it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like this kind of like this under level of like shame. And I always thought that was such a shame because everyone, we all love to eat. And so I'm just like, why are we like beating ourselves down before we've even put it in our mouth? It's not even as enjoyable. And so I think this has given, I feel like it's given, well, my mom is like, first of all, I'm going to be the PR woman for the sorority nutritionist. Like you're going to have a whole slew slew of 60 somethings are signing up, but, uh, Cause when she finds something and she believes in it, she wants to tell people about it. And I love that you can like, I don't have to put someone down if they try and like talk negatively about food, but I love to just be like, Oh, this is totally worth it to me. Like I'm excited about this meal and just try and reframe and put it in the positive. I think it's like a takeaway. Well, you know, my mother, bless her heart, you know, we loved her we still love her, but she really had a very complicated relationship with food and she was never terribly overweight. But, you know, she kept an eye and, and I had to step in because I, I did have a pretty serious problem, and especially in grad school. And I didn't want to pass that on to Kate, my issues with food. And so thankfully, her, her dad has no issues with food and is a good cook. And, so, <laughs> and he, he just accepts everybody with, as physically like, that's how you are. That's fine. But there were some times where I had, as a mom, you know, I had to step in. Um, my mom didn't know what she was doing sometimes, but I remember one time my mom, uh, we had boy cousins, she does, and my mom gave boys huge pieces of cake at a birthday gathering, and she cut Kate a very slim piece of cake. Mm-hmm. And not lost on anybody, quite frankly, but especially not lost on my little girl at the time. So I pulled my mother aside into another room and I told her, I know you don't know what you're doing, but I can't have this anymore. You can't comment on her weight, her pants, how much she eats, her food. And, you know, that's not okay. And I found out later Kate was eavesdropping because she came up to me and I don't think she remembers it and thanked me. So, you know, I just wanted her to have a healthier relationship to food than I had. And can I just say that story, it's obviously a special, unique story, but like this happens all the damn time. The amount of stories I've heard like this, where, you know, you really were mama bear trying to just protect her. And it's really tough having these conversations. And I so appreciate you guys opening up about this because it's really tough because we obviously love the people in our lives, but it's, it's coming from actually a place of love to put a line in the sand 
And it's, we just don't know better when these things come up. That was taught by someone else, by someone else, by someone else. And it's a repeated long history, right? So it's those moments that are like those defining moments that it obviously feels like you're defying superiority and like someone <laughs> that you're not supposed to be saying that stuff to, but it, it actually is so, so necessary. So thank you so much for sharing that. I also reached out, uh, this is kind of a funny side story because Kate became a dancer pretty young. And I remembered after we checked out the dance studio, I called back because I was already concerned about that. And I said, well, I'm just calling a young woman to answer the phone. I said, I'm calling to ask, how is the studio about food? And the woman who answered is now one of Kate's best friends. And she, she started laughing and she said, I'm the owner's daughter and I'm sitting here eating pizza. <laughs> I love her. She's my kind of girl. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I think this is a studio that I can take her to. That isn't to say that later as she, you know, progressed that they didn't, you know, there were, weren't issues with that because with dancing, obviously your appearance is very important, but um, yeah, it was just more of let's, you know, I struggled and, you know, it's kind of interesting because Kate brought this to me, right? I would have never seen your Instagram, but she brought it to me and to, and gave me that gift. And I appreciate it. I mean, what a better way to end this ladies. You guys are the mother daughter duo of the century. Actually the first mother daughter duo on the podcast. Let me just say oh, that. Cool. <laughs> um, any last final thoughts you want to share with listeners to inspire, motivate, or give them a fun little tip? I would just say if anything kind of caught your eye, just like give it a try, try it for a week, even try a piece, you know, you have different components of the program. And if you don't feel like tracking, but it really resonated about eating more veggies or just doing a swap at Starbucks, like that's how I started. It was, it was, um, small bites, which I feel like I really appreciate. It wasn't this overwhelming drop everything, plan out the next six months. Like I started and I was just like, what would it be like to lose 10 pounds? And then I lost 10 pounds. And I was like, well, that was easy. Like you said, like almost like, am I being scammed here? Like that was very easy. And I'm eating what oh, I want. And my husband, you know, still having the cocktail, like whatever I want, I'm still having. Um, and then it was 20 and then it was 30. And then I think something that was super powerful too. And I it's kind of like my last point is I went back um, so I've been doing it for like a year and a half, I guess now, or maybe a little more. And I went home to Florida for Christmas and I didn't count my calories at all, but it was like this, it was like must, like I kind of just knew in my head where I was and I didn't weigh myself while I was in Florida. And then I came back to Chicago and I'd been gone for about a week and a half and we're talking the holidays, right? So we're, we're eating, we're drinking, we're celebrating. And I was the exact same weight as when I left. And I was such and a cool with air travel. That's with floating from the plane too. All right. So I lost a pound. Just, Maybe you lost weight and you don't even know. <laughs> yeah. And that was such a cool moment too. Cause I was like, and this is something I can do and like live my life and do it. And it just wasn't, um, it wasn't something that took up six months of my life to learn how, like I just did small, tiny steps. I tried things out. I'm like, I think that might work for me. And then, you know, a year later I'm, for the holidays, not thinking about it, come back. And I'm still like, I didn't have to give up five pounds in order to enjoy. So I would just say if, if anything's striking you, give it a try and see if it resonates. And if you're in some sort of like slump and you haven't lost weight in a few weeks, like also, okay. You know, and like, you'll get put to, I've done that for many times where I'm just, I just maintain for multiple weeks. And then I get like a little 
taste of something and I'm like, oh, I could lose five more pounds. And then I just, you know, and you just kind of play with it and it's just, it's, it's a really easy kind of like way of lifestyle. And so, yeah. My takeaway is, and, and I've told this to a couple of my friends and she's right. You know, I will write a letter about bad customer service, but if I think something really great, I will also do that. You're my kind of girl. And, <laughs> I'm the and, same <laughs> and so like, I'm telling uh, a lot of people, a lot of my friends who are older, you know, and I saw a woman had one of your questions was about somebody, does this work for someone over 50? It works for anybody because for anybody who thinks this might be only good for premenopausal young women, it's not, I, I mean, I cannot believe Lauren, how easy this feels to me. And for me to say that is just unbelievable. So mind blowing. Thank you ladies so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank, thank you. you.